0: Free agency has been an absolute madhouse, but we are here to break down everything so far for you, so you want to tune in. Also, the 13th anniversary of Real Housewives of New York. Who do you think will make our bracket when we do a nice little game, a spin on March Madness for the Real Housewives? Don't miss this episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. That intro never gets freaking old. It is so incredible, and we honestly love counting down 30 seconds every single week before we get in front of you. But welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. It is episode 151. We surpassed 150, that great milestone. And guess what? We are still cruising. We're cruising to that big two double zero. And here we are tonight. We have an amazing show for you, especially because of all the Free agency frenziness going on. So we have a lot to report on in the world of football. But then also, don't you worry. We got your Housewives stuff, too. So let's go ahead and get into it. We did poll you guys this week. We gave you three poll questions. And as always, the engagement, the votes, it was through the roof. Thank you, guys. Keep voting on our stuff. Um, So we asked you three questions. Yeah. So the questions were Do you think Ryan Fitzpatrick Will be the starting QB for Washington Over Taylor Hineke or uh, And Kyle Allen The second question is Do you think Jameis Winston Will be the starting QB For the Saints this season And the final question Who's the more underrated Real Housewives of New Jersey hubby You know we love those men Marges Joe or Bill Aiden So let's get into uh, These questions Obviously again we did get a lot of votes so these numbers are are pretty interesting i would say um so the first one around ryan fitzpatrick and you know will he be the starter over uh henneke or allen this season down in washington 80 percent of you said yes yeah i said yes on
1: this i think you said no I said no. right. Okay. <laughs> yes, I um I said yes on this kind of um going off of I I believe I said this last week with the Cam Newton situation. I think we were trying to predict in our game whether Cam Newton would be a starter somewhere. And it kind of reminds me similar to a situation where you have a vet like Orion Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. And let's say you drafted somebody in the first round. You might as well start the vet to begin the season right. and let the rookie learn. And now I'm not saying Taylor Heineke or Kyle Allen are rookies. They're not. But I just feel like Fitzpatrick is the safe veteran move to go with on week one. And honestly, he played well for Miami this past season. I like him the best out of these three quarterbacks. That's just me.
0: I think it's going to come down to him and Kyle Allen at camp. And I think they're going to move towards Kyle Allen as we come closer to, um, you know, starting day, you know, or whatever the first game of the season. And I think it might be a wish-washy thing down in Washington where it's going to be maybe Kyle Allen one day or, you know, maybe Fitzpatrick, you know, right away. But I don't think he's going to start. And I think that's kind of like almost like, Fitzpatrick's like MO, like he's not always the starter, like always something goes on where he has to go in and then he does well. And then they name him the starter for like two weeks and then something else happens. So like, that's been like his legacy in the NFL. And I think he'll kind of go down in history like that. Like, what is this? Like his 10th
1: team? He is a true (laughs) NFL journeyman. And honestly, like this could very well be a situation and granted, in Washington last year, when it was Alex Smith and not Ryan Fitzpatrick, all three of those quarterbacks saw the field. Mm-hmm. That was due to injuries and stuff like right. that. But we could very well see, like all three of these guys, see playing time this year. That wouldn't surprise me at all.
0: Oh, not not at all. And even if they go after someone else, the whole four people might get playing time. <laughs> yeah. um, we, you know, stranger things had happened last season. We yeah. saw three quarterbacks get playing time there. It was Four actually did last year so it could happen again um all right we do get a couple of comments over on twitter yeah. so we got a little what's up ladies from hot dog city over down oh, the top good, old, top the hot left. Dog good city. old hot dog what is up nothing is up we're here live with you and then we have yeah. over from the cbb pod <laughs> obviously they are the ones who created this beautiful artwork thank you did the giants do anything yet no they did not you're probably referring to kenny galladay yeah.
1: but oh, we have done so wait for us to report on it. Stick with yes. us and hang out.
0: Yes, but in regards to Kenny Galladay,
1: no, but it's there. Uh, yeah. It's right there. Oh, I can feel and, it. And everybody, I'm literally keeping, I'm literally keeping NFL's Instagram account up while oh, we good. do the show. I have it next good. to me just in case anything breaks during the show.
0: Good. I literally did tweet like from our Twitter account before the show. And I was just like, guys, can you like make a decision? Like before we go live at seven yeah. thirty? like that would be great because we have a show to do. <laughs> <laughs> so moving into our second poll question, do you think Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback for the saints this season? So obviously we'll get into Drew Brees and everything later. Um, but 60%
1: of you said no. I went with no. I said yes. Okay. Uh, I went with no because, we yes, we have to remember that Taysom Hill is also there. And I'm just going back to this past season when Drew Brees was hurt. And I know a lot of people thought that Jameis Winston was going to Mm -hmm. go in and start when when Brees was sidelined. And it didn't happen. They went with Taysom Hill, and I kind of just feel like they might go down that route again. But, again, another situation where – I could see both guys playing for them. Another situation where, even though they're late in the draft, I have seen somebody who, a quarterback who seems to be going in the middle to late of the first round in a lot of mock, uh, mock drafts. And I've specifically seen him a lot to the New York, New Orleans Saints, and that is mm-hmm. Alabama's Mac Jones. So, <gasps> oh Mac, I wouldn't mind he, seeing you in, same in the uniform. mix too. He could honestly, somebody could be in the mix as well. A rookie. <laughs> So
0: here's my thought with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. I think last season they didn't have the opportunity to build up Jameis as Drew Brees was to Taysom Hill. So when Drew Brees goes down, Jameis isn't your starter because he doesn't have that dynamic when Taysom Hill comes in as an option. They didn't work on that relationship yet. They didn't work on that dynamic or anything like that. So – For New Orleans, it might have made sense. Let's just throw Taysom in there, eliminate the option. I think Jameis maybe had gone in one time as that quote-unquote option. They didn't have the time to work around it. So I think that's why they made that decision. They now have an entire offseason to mold Jameis into that starter, that starter as a Drew Brees starter and how he worked with Taysom Hill side by side. So they have the time to do that now. And I think Taysom Hill – is better at what he does option wise. That's what he's meant for. That's what they pay him the big, the big monopoly money dollars for. I don't know where they're getting that money to pay him, but they're paying him big and they kept him around. And I think it's for that reason.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, and me saying Taysom Hill as a starter, I don't really truly know who I like better as a starting quarterback between those two. I'm just mainly going off of what I saw last season, but your rebuttal um, playing devil's advocate of why they might've done that makes sense to me. And yeah. um, again, I, I still think this is a situation where we see both of these guys apply.
0: All right. And then finally, our real housewives of New Jersey hubbies. Who do we think is more underrated? Marge's Joe. There's so many Joes, but Marge's yeah. in particular or Bill Aiden. Um, Oh, wait, I think I actually wrote this down. Okay, I wrote this down incorrectly because I wrote down what I wanted the answer to (laughs) be. 58% of you went with Joe.
1: Yeah, and And Caitlin and I both went with Bill, Bill Aiden. I love
0: Bill. I love
1: Bill. I want to say that I thought this was a really good question, though, because I do feel both are very underrated. Um, Bill is such a dark horse, though. He's such a dark horse. horse. He is literally your dark horse upset of March Madness, right, of the of the March Madness hubbies, housewives bracket.
0: He's that, um, um, what's that one team? Like
1: Austin, whatever, SF Austin. Like he is <laughs> SF Austin. <laughs> um, but you know what I th- thought was very interesting, and I don't know if you caught it, it was Dolores was on Watch What Happens Live after last mm-hmm. week's Jersey episode. And she was getting questions and everything like that. And whoever was on with her, I didn't, I didn't recognize who she was. And I only caught this one clip. Um, was talking, she was like, I'm gonna give you my list of unpopular Real Housewives of New Jersey opinions, and Dolores you yeah. said whether you agree or not. And she basically said her unpopular opinion was that she thought Marge's Joe was like really sexy. Like he's like, he can work, he can build things, like not bad he's really casual he doesn't try too hard and Dolores funny enough was like I am so hot for Joe she's like you guys can ask Marge like I absolutely love him and I just I thought it was hilarious because I actually did know that Joe like Marge has said on the show before that Joe has a crush on Dolores so to hear it back I don't know it just cracked me up so I think both of these guys are really underrated um what yeah. we went with the film. Listen, I'm hot for all of our Jersey hobbies. <laughs> I
0: think they're all hot and sexy and unique in their own ways. They, and are, I just, they are. They are. I wouldn't be upset married to any of them. So if listen, if yeah. the options on the table, men, you know, hit hit me up. We, <laughs> love, we love our
1: Jersey. We love we our Jersey
0: We absolutely do. So those were our poll questions for tonight. As always, thank you guys for participating. If you have any questions for us, we are live right now on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So go ahead, ask us some questions. Let us know,
1: I don't know, let us know your thoughts on what's going on right now. So. Yeah, it's a lot. So as we promised you, uh, definitely our biggest story of the night is we have to report on all the moves. And there's been a ton of them. Like sometimes (sighs) we have free agency periods that are a little quiet. And you're kind of waiting for people to do stuff. This has been constant. Hence why my my phone pulled up (laughs) next to me. We Uh, can't miss it. (laughs) Thing. <laughs> can't miss anything so there's a lot and granted not every name is on this list but these are like the big ones the ones that you see like nfl um announce like on their instagram nice. accounts because they're big they mean something um i'm gonna rattle off the names caitlin feel free if there's anybody specifically on the list you want to shout out as you like that move or maybe a move that surprised you um, but let's start with names of guys who are now on new teams, okay? So we have Houston, signed running back Mark Ingram.
0: I'm a little, like, I know we're just starting out. I'm actually a little, like, I'm surprised that they were able to to pick him up, to be honest. Um, I think that I I'm trying to, like, gather my thoughts here on this because, like, Houston's obviously a dumpster fire right now. Right. and I just to to pick up like a very well-known name like Mark Ingram like I just for me if like I were him I'd be like do I really want, want to he's definitely there. near his end of his maybe not fully near the end but like I'd be like do I really want to kind of like roll down like the rest of my journey here like i don't i don't know i just so i was very shocked
1: what you're basically what you're saying is what i'm thinking is like if i'm gonna go to a team like houston like it's because you paid me good money so i don't know i don't know the numbers off the top of my head but it must have been a a pretty good deal right um new england signed tight end Johnu smith he's a little bit of a dark horse tight end right um, New England also signed linebacker Matthew Judon. He was definitely a top uh, free agent at the linebacker position. That was that was a good one. Kansas City they signed offensive lineman Joe Thune. He was definitely one of the top, oh. offensive, if not the top offensive lineman. Uh, well, not top. We'll get to that in a little bit. But Kansas City, I never understand, Caitlin. Out of any team, other team in the league, I think Caitlin and I can agree. We don't know where Kansas City gets their money from.
0: I don't know where they do, but they do have a huge gap in the line. So that was actually a very, very solid signing for them. Um, But it's, you know, someone of that stature, you're clearly clearly paying big money. And the two linemen that they like released recently, like they were, it wasn't adding up to this value. So you're right. Like it's, they play with monopoly money.
1: (laughs) But it's a great signing. Caitlin and I hold the offensive line position at like the highest value. We really do. Oh, yeah. Um, Cleveland, they signed, uh, cornerback, John Johnson, the third Oakland signed defensive end Yannick Ningakwe. I'm kind of, I thought that was a really good pickup for them. I'm just surprised he's been bouncing around from teams to teams. You know what I mean? When you see a really solid guy like that bounce around. Well that was the storyline like all of last year like
0: we were trying to like inform you guys of like where he was going to go like we didn't yeah. know and for now for him to go to another team like I 100% right. agree with you on that one but I actually do think this is a good landing spot for him and I do yeah. I don't think it'll be up in the air
1: in a year or two where he's going to go cuz I think he might find it here. Yeah, he's got to find his home. Um, New England, again, We've everybody, uh, NFL memes, all of us have been hysterically laughing that New England has just signed the world to their team. Literally, everyone um, plays
0: for the Patriots now. Cait-
1: Caitlin and I are waiting for our calls. We have yet to have our calls. But um, New I'm England waiting. signed wide receiver Nelson Aguilar. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jets, another wide receiver going off the board. The Jets signed wide receiver Corey Davis. As so that was the big one. So that was
0: basically the. Um,
1: That's who the I thought we were going to get. That's why Giants I were
0: going to get. I know. said
1: that. And then you did, and you had a great
0: reasoning behind it of just like kind of like you know you see the giants going after a guy like this, like it's a good solid, it's like a safe signing. Like you could get him for like a reason about money and things like that. Yeah. So I, when I saw his name like go off the board, I was like, oh, I thought of you right away, and I because yeah. I because after you like spoke about it, I was like, all right, like I can see that a little bit more. Like I do like that. I'd be comfortable with it, but that was the sign that like the the jets weren't getting Galladay after that. So that kind of like. Pumped my spirits up a little
1: bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, This was another guy that I didn't realistically think the Giants would get. But, man, I mean, I would have been so pumped if they did. Tennessee signed linebacker Bud Dupree. That's a I great know. signing yeah. for an already great team um Washington of course as we said signed quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick that was like the first one and then we had a trickling of quarterbacks we'll get into them in a right. second uh New England again signing another tight end New England has always classically been a team that loves two solid tight ends mm-hmm. and they'll play them on the field at the same time this is a big one they got Hunter Henry um big signing yeah. there for- Jacksonville signed uh Shaquille Griffin Minnesota signed. Oh God, Minnesota signed defensive tackle Dalvin Tomlinson. That was I am heartbreak for us. Heartbroken. Of a off-season of off
0: heartbroken. Listen, yeah. am I happy that he went to a team that means nothing to me? Sure, why not? But my plead and my cry to Dalvin Tomlinson is. Please, you should have just waited a little bit longer and the giants maybe could have restructured you they could have done something i just it really breaks my heart like i just yeah. oh my god i understand it would have been a struggle to keep him in leonard williams and when it came down to it leonard williams was the guy to keep and i'm not upset about that but i am upset about Oh god, this just yeah. kills me. It's Minnesota.
1: Go Minnesota, let's not forget, broke my heart however many years ago when they also stole Linville Joseph from us. So maybe they're gonna start to be on our shit list. They um, are now <laughs> the Jets signed defensive end Carl Lawson. Um Baltimore, you know, the Giants this involves the Giants again. The Giants release guard Kevin Zeitler. Um and Baltimore signed him kind of a thing of freeing up freeing up money. It was going to be yeah. very costly to keep him. Also had to figure out what we were going to do with Nate Solder. So that was a tricky situation. Um, the Giants did make their first move, their first splash with signing wide receiver John Ross. Caitlin and I talked about him a little bit before the show, um, saying that, you know, you get a guy like Uh, Galladay, who's going to be a wide receiver one and John Ross. I think with the other receivers we have is like a solid wide receiver three. Um, to me in my mind, if, if we get Galladay and we have Ross, I could see the giants going elsewhere at the 11 pick, either an offensive lineman or a pass rusher want to still get a wide receiver, get them in the second or third round.
0: Yeah. We'll see. You had mentioned it before the show too. You know, it's a wide receiver deep, uh, draft. You just got to keep your eyes open there would I want to pass on a guy like, you know, Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle? No, of course not. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, yeah, there's just a lot. It, it really does. I think the the Giants, like, squad has been so set on a wide receiver at that 11 spot. If we do get Galladay, of course, we're going to be happy and, you know, the confetti going to go. But – it does completely change our mind to a draft that what is now like forty-five days away or like forty-something yeah. days away. Like it,
1: now, it's like let or, the let
0: more mock drafts commence. Or or
1: if Kenny if we have Kenny Galladay, right and John Ross, maybe they don't go wide receiver at eleven. And although I don't think he would be there at eleven, maybe that's more incentive to try and get tight. Ty- Kyle Pitts. That's not. I also.
0: I also think too, and you know, a lot of people were talking about Pitts over the past couple of weeks, and like I understand, like this isn't us going off on like a Giants rant here, but if we normally wanted to get him, we'd have to trade up to get him. He's yeah, not going to be at the 11th pick. But if we're solid at the wide receiver core and we're comfortable with moving and we don't need necessarily some real estate because the Giants have a decent amount of real estate in the draft this year. So if we're comfortable with giving certain things up, yeah, that's fine. But we just have to play it super safe. So if we're going after someone like that, we have to move up. And is it worth it? I don't know. I guess I just have to see a couple of more things, a couple more mock drafts to see if I'm comfortable with that
1: yeah and more moves are going to be made so we'll see how things shake out again yep. we don't have holiday so we're just playing like <laughs> we're um, just like playing like we do have it <laughs> i have a run i have a run on three quarterbacks back to back to back um chicago signing andy dalton he uh, you know came in for the cowboys when when dak went down showed that he could still he could still be a starter in the NFL. Right. Um, so that could be interesting in Chicago if no one knew other than that gets into the mix, right? I mean, he could potentially yeah. start. You never know. Um, Houston, yeah. quarterback Tyrod Taylor. Miami. That's proof that they're nervous. Deshaun Watson yeah. is gonna
0: sit on them, he's sitting yep. on them, he's not playing. So, you definitely bring a guy like Tyrod Taylor into the mix. He is, I want to say, like. Uh, it's like weird because like he's obviously I know you're better,
1: right? a veteran. Uh fan.
0: I am, and I just think he's been dealt like a lot of shitty cards that he yeah. obviously hasn't, you know. I think what I I feel for him though is that same Houston does trade um Deshaun Watson and they trade up in the draft to go after one of the young studs. You then have Tyrod Taylor, who's great at grooming.
1: Great great coach. That is what he's the trap he's fallen into on every team is where so he just goes and grooms rookie quarterbacks. That's the only thing I could think
0: of. When as soon as I saw Tyrod Taylor going to Houston, I was like, oh no. Like Deshaun Watson's leaving They're going after a young guy Tyrod's going to be like Blowing up at camp and then it's just No he's not going to
1: be Still still convinced over here that Deshaun is staying with Houston but we'll see What happens Um, Miami we've got Ryan Fitzpatrick Leaving but we've got Jacoby Percet coming in Um, The Buffalo Bills signing Wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders New Orleans actually released him um, Washington signing cornerback William Jackson the third, Detroit signing running back Jamal Williams, Arizona signing wide receiver AJ Green. As if they didn't already have one of the top receiving core in the in the NFL. This to yeah. me solidifies it. They are number one. They
0: definitely are. And maybe it's like me not doing my homework and realizing that, you know, AJ Green like was a free agent or was a, but I just, I'm weird that the Bengals was so easy to let him go.
1: AJ Green has been a forgotten man.
0: Um, And I think we've said this on the show many a times. Like, and I pick him on fantasy every year because he does well for me. You have a young quarterback and Joe Burrow, and you're going to let go of a veteran wide receiver like that. You better be making some other moves then. Cause you also clearly, Mm -hmm. we just picked up a wide receiver from you as well. Like we, so what I, I I'm curious as to what's going on
1: in their mind right now. You are right. Um, one of the top (laughs) free agents, uh, In my opinion, so Carolina got a good one in signing linebacker Hassan Reddick. Yeah. Um, And then Kansas City doubling down on the offensive lineman, Kyle Long, retirement, going to Kansas City. Hey, if you're going to come out of retirement and you could just slide right into KC and try (laughs) to win the Super Bowl, sounds pretty freaking nice. He was like, you know what? Tom Brady, like, no, Gronk came out of retirement, followed Tom Brady, won a ring. I'm going to go join Patrick Mahomes. Let's do this. Yeah, Um,
0: definitely. That would have been a solid pickup for any team. Um, But like I had said before, um, Kansas City had those two gaps open uh, in their line, and they filled them pretty quickly. So a lot of smart, smart decisions there from that franchise.
1: Yep. So no new moves yet on, on Instagram. We're good. Nothing is good. Okay. Um, we're going to talk now about the guys who have uh, been re-signed to their teams or given extensions. New England re-signed quarterback Cam Newton. I think that kind of surprised some people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they do need somebody, like somebody in-house to work with. Uh, Tampa Bay agreed to a one-year extension with quarterback Tom Brady. Green Bay re-signed Green Bay re-signed uh, running back Aaron Jones needed to do that. Um, that was up in the air. I think a lot of people were 50 50 on that one. What was I think it was 50-50 so. because he didn't get tagged, and then people were like, ooh, is he gonna go elsewhere? Right. Um, but definitely good for them to bring him back. Tampa Bay really keeping this Super Bowl team together. They re-signed linebacker Shaq Barrett, they also re signed tight end Rob Gronkowski. We spoke about this earlier. New Orleans re-signed quarterback Jameis Winston. The Rams re-signed defensive end Leonard Floyd. San Francisco re-signed fullback Kyle Uzchak. I I always (laughs) trick over his name. Um, And the Giants, you know, obviously the big one, re-signed defensive tackle Leonard Williams, which was good because obviously, as you guys know, we tagged him, but by... Coming to an agreement on a contract and and we and, re- and giving him yeah. signing, we actually saved money yep. for our cap space. So that helped. That was good. We have also restructured Nate Solders' um mm-hmm. contracts, saved some money there. You see the wheels turning at MetLife, trying to make room, try to make room for a big signing. So um yeah. listen, one, I great oh, signing for
0: not only the Giants, but just for Leonard Williams, like as a player, you know, he's a young, uh, young player, 27. This deal is technically over at 29 years old. And this is an amazing contract for him. So he's going to look to up it in three years. So just a tremendous player. Um and yeah, so we do have a, a comment from YouTube, and it's to you, Katie, because you're wearing a
1: Celtics shirt. I so. kind of like had a weird feeling somebody was going to bring up my shirt, but go ahead. So they're
0: asking who's your favorite player on the Celtics, but then they followed up with, or are you just wearing that
1: because it's St. Patrick's Day? No, here's a great fact. So I, I'm not a Celtics fan. I don't have a favorite player on the Celtics. But I am not just wearing this for St. Paddy's Day. This actually on the back of my shirt has number 11, has Irving. This is a Kyrie Irving shirt when he played for the Boston Celtics. So I don't have an NBA team. I'm a Duke fan. So I'm a Kyrie fan. And so Kyrie is being repped on this shirt. That's why I own it. And it comes in handy on St. Patrick's Day.
0: I think that's a great, great reason to why you have that. I am not a basketball fan whatsoever. NBA, yeah. I like college, but so I yeah. couldn't even, I think well, who, Larry Bird played for the Celtics. That's what I know. Those are yeah.
1: yeah. That's um, my knowledge for you. <laughs> and then um, one more re-signing that, wow, I almost left it off the list. Um, and a lot of analysts actually had this as their number one free agent this offseason, uh, and the team was able to re-sign him. San Francisco 49ers re-signed offensive tackle Trent this Williams. was he, huge. He is now the highest-paid offensive lineman in NFL history. So that yeah. was a – if San Fran doesn't do anything else, but they did get Kyle Uzgek back, um, securing Trent Williams was, was huge. Yeah, 100%. So, Um, again, that's what we have so far. Uh, and if anything pops up, I got you. I got my phone right here. I'm ready to go. All right. We are ready.
0: All right. Let's move into our second big story of the week. And this was obviously a big story. I think a lot of people have been waiting for it to happen. I'm still, um, a little taken back. I was, I, I convinced myself this wasn't going to (laughs) happen. Um, but Drew Brees has officially announced um, his retirement from the NFL. So this happens right. on Sunday. It's funny. I had my entire family over for a little like pasta, pasta Sunday. And um, my sister like looked up, she's like, Drew
1: Brees retired. I was like, no, he didn't. And then I was like, Oh, <laughs> That's funny because I was with my family on Sunday for a pasta Sunday. and My brother-in-law said Drew Brees retired. And I said, time, because not like about time, like he needed to get out of the league, but like we've been waiting for this announcement since the regular season. Ended. I know. Like, I just really didn't think it was going to come. So on Sunday, he did
0: take to Instagram with a video of his four kids. I thought it was really cute. um So his kids announced his retirement after 20 seasons, 20. Plenty seasons in the NFL. Um, So in his career, though, we're going to throw some stats at you guys that are just absolutely incredible. He's a 13-time Pro Bowler, a two-time AP Offensive Player of the Year, the 2006 Walter Payne Man of the Year, and a Super Bowl winner and Super Bowl MVP in 2009. So just that alone, that alone shows you. Yeah. Drew
1: Brees has written the record books. He really has.
0: We are definitely headed to the Hall of Fame with this one here. So he has an NFL record of over 80,000 yards passing passing, and finishes his career with 571 touchdown passes and a 67.7 completion percentage. I just... Like, where are you? Come, where's this next quarter? Where's the next Drew Brees? He walks away at 42 years old. I don't think I realized he was of that age. Like, he just seems so much younger, in my opinion. But seems also that like he's been around forever. Um. So he did begin his career with the Chargers. I think it's funny enough, like, I think a lot of people actually do, like, forget that. Cause it's just like, he has yeah, the Saints yeah. like emblem engraved in his face. Like it's, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he did start with the drivers. They drafted him with the first pick um, of the second round. So he's a second rounder in the 2001 draft. So, Ooh, so many
1: years ago, so many yeah. years ago, but I was in the fifth grade. I mean, that yeah. is insane. Mm-hmm. It, that puts it into perspective. So then on Monday, he did follow up with the retirement
0: announcement, which this yeah. is no surprise here. We all knew this was coming. He has already announced that he is joining NBC Sports as a studio analyst for Football Night in America. In addition to that, he will work as a game analyst for NBC's Notre Dame football coverage and will also be a part of other NBC events like the Olympics and Super Bowl 56. No surprise there. He is a just a tremendous talent on and off the field field. So I'm excited to see him, you know, come in, analyze some games, do some, you know, I I love when the guys get together and, you know, the guys and the gals get together before the games and talk about things. So I think he's just going to do a great job with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, the only comment I want to make about this, about Drew Brees and the retirement and everything like that, I say it on the show a lot is I just really hate this phase that we're going into where, Like I said, I was in the fifth grade when Drew Brees entered the league. So I'm seeing a lot of the guys that like I grew up watching now leave or about to head out the door. And it makes me sad because I just don't know if we're going to see quarterbacks like this again. And I I know like a really like intense statement to to make. Right. Because it seems like players today just get uh, faster, stronger and better. Um, but, like, I just don't know if we're going to see another Brady. I, we're not going to see another Brady. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to see another Brady, a Breeze, a Rogers, a Roethlisberger. Yeah. Um, even even if people want it and Eli Manning, who played for the same team for, what, 16 seasons um, and never missed never missed games. Even that. that. Like, have a guy stay on the same team for, like, over a decade – I don't know if we're going to see it anymore. I know. (laughs) now. Like, Not only are we seeing those guys leave, but we're also seeing this new thing of like these guys that we thought would be on teams forever. Peyton Manning played for the Broncos. Tom Brady ended up playing for the Buccaneers. Like people are leaving teams that we thought they would be forever. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just don't know if we're going to, I'm very sad about this group of guys like on the way out.
0: Yeah, and you know what? That's why we take the time, though, and we celebrate these individuals. Yeah. That's why we do feel a little bit of a tug at our heartstrings because. It's not just about the New York Giants for us. It's not just about these players that we watch suit up every single Sunday. It is about the other players that we yeah. truly enjoy watching, that we truly have the utmost respect for because of what they were able to deliver in twenty years to all NFL player NFL fans, and players too. Um, so yeah, but we do have a comment on YouTube, uh, yeah. and it is: Who is your favorite player on the Giants? And then there's a follow-up: Don't tell me it's Dan. Jones now, LOL. Um, this is actually yeah. a very interesting question because the this Giants is, are is this current, like on the team currently. I guess yeah. So because okay. it's, it's, it's a young team, I would say before the other day it was Dalvin Tomlinson.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: but um, I mean, so yeah. I mean, I guess uh, I really. I guess
1: I know mine. I
0: mean, yours is probably Darius Slayton,
1: right? Yeah, I was really, and, and it didn't initially just jump out into my head because I was I was pretty disappointed with the year that he had this past season. And I'm not saying it's all his fault, um, yeah. but I'm pulling for him. I love Darius Slayton. I think he has so much potential. I love what I saw his rookie season. Like I, I'm rooting for him hardcore. Like I want to oh. see him succeed. I'm gonna go with Darius Slayton. I'm so sad who
0: the hell is you guys but if you guys listen to the podcast you know like I'm huge into like our linemen like I love those yeah. guys like those are the ones like I'm not going always after like the the QBs the Saquons right. of the world like I don't go after those people like I love them. I do love Daniel Jones. Don't get me wrong. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see, I know Xavier McKinney got hurt last year, but I obviously loved what I saw out of him in Alabama. If he can come up in the next couple of years and be a truly solid, solid part of this Giants defense, I can see him be one, one of my favorite players. Yeah,
1: well, We also have a lot of guys who recently came to us in the last year or two who have really been stellar for us. That could, yeah. if they can stay with us, we'll really start to turn into some favorites you Know Bradbury, Jabril Peppers have been yeah. with us for a couple seasons. Now. I do like I Jabril. Loves Peppers. Jabril. Um, so we we've got a Blake lot of Blake. martinez. I Blake, love Blake. Oh, we, we almost left out Blakey boy. We do Blakey. love Blake. We love Blake. We but I just think a lot of these guys are new, right? They're yeah. either or they just got to us from another team. So I don't think we have built like a relationship and a love for anybody like so strongly.
0: Yeah. It's there's there's still it's a lot of newness in New York. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Um yeah. but it's just it's it's getting us a lot to adapt to. I literally was thinking the other day, I really thought of it about getting a Dalvin Tomlinson jersey, and I just oh I think God. I need to stop just thinking about buying jerseys or stop buying jerseys because I literally shoot myself
1: in the foot every you time are, I do. It's just, it's a matter of you, you have to look at their contract situation. That's I know. literally what it comes down to. It's so sad. if you had done that without like, if you had done it when he secured like a contract with, right. like if you wanted to get a Leonard Williams jersey right now, I'd say, go for it. Like go you should be okay for the next couple of seasons. But no, you have to look at contracts now. It's crazy. I know. I think my best route is just getting
0: Collins taken off my 21 Jersey and just get peppers on the back. I think that's just like my best. option. Somebody,
1: somebody make it happen for her. Someone, look, please help me. <laughs> um, okay. Well, why don't we get into our big stories of the week in the world of housewives? We only have one. It was a little bit quiet, but we are playing a really great housewives game. It is March madness themed as we are getting ready and set for college basketball in March madness. Um, but let's start with this first big story with the housewives. Uh, we have an update on Tom Girardi's legal woes. It's been, a it's been a little bit of a hot. A of woes. We just talked about the situation, um, but per page six, Tom was recently stripped of his admission to the California state bar and will no longer be able to practice law. That is a big, big slap on the wrist for any, oh, yeah. like, that's, that's a big heartbreaking deal. I mean, uh, I think I read that he opened up his law firm like 50 years ago. So this is his livelihood. This is what he knows. And to be stripped of that is is a very big deal. Um, the 81-year-old admitted in court that he was broke and that he maybe had a couple thousand dollars in his personal bank account. Ooh. He also claimed that his stock portfolio of millions was all gone. At one point, he said he had 80 or 50 million in cash, but it's all gone and he hasn't taken a penny in salary out of his law firm For more than two years. Um, Now on top of all his legal issues. Tom was hospitalized in December. For an unknown illness. Which doctors have now said. Is dementia. And late onset Alzheimer's. Which is of course affecting his memory. He's also facing eviction. From his $16 million. Pasadena mansion. Uh, Wow. Just a
0: whirlwind of events. And it just. Um, Erica has been rather silent over the past couple weeks around right. this. I know in the beginning of things, it was, you know, she was very talkative and heavy. You know, apparently we do get a lot of the inside scoop on this I, next season, but, oh, what happened? What happened? I have, I have
1: a signing. Washington.
0: The Washington
1: football team signing wide receiver. No! Curtis Samuel. Okay. <laughs> like, don't do that. To <laughs> me. What is wrong with right you? Together
0: these past couple days, like every time that I've been with Chris, he like looks down at his phone, he's like, Oh, you got you guys got me? Guys got me? I'm literally like, oh my god, and he's like, No, like, just kidding. And I'm like, but he's got yeah. me like five
1: times already, and that's how like on edge I've been. Like, I believe him every time he says it. <laughs> See, see, my husband is is yeah, he doesn't like try to mess with me, but he'll see something on his phone, and he'll be like, Oh my god. Oh God. And I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, oh. And he, I'm like, say it, spit it out, spit it out and say it. Like, it takes him like a solid two minutes to tell me what's happening. I'm like, can you just tell me what's going on? Like, it gives me a heart attack. Oh my God. No.
0: Yeah. So you literally just gave me another one. That I, 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 I
1: did have to mess with you a little bit though. No, stop, stop. I knew something had to break in the middle of the show, right? It's just been happening. It's left so late. Right. It's
0: eight o'clock. People are going to bed. They've like- been
1: happening so late. The Ryan Fitzpatrick. I go to bed pretty late, Though I went to bed at like 11 the other night, 1130. Yes. And I checked my phone before I went to bed. And then I woke up the next day. The Ryan Fitzpatrick thing happened, I think around midnight. So no. don't sleep people. Don't sleep. Listen,
0: you're talking to the queen of sleep. We cannot be doing these announcements. I swear if Kenna Galladay is announced mom's leaving, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that won't be fun.
0: No, not at all.
1: All right, but back to Housewives. Obviously, um this is this is a huge story and I know yeah. it's going to be a huge storyline. They're predicting that um Beverly Hills is going to come out like mid 2021 they said. Um mm-hmm. So I think I think Andy Cohen did like a Q&A on his Twitter the other day, and somebody had asked, are we going to see a Beverly Hills and a New York trailer before June? And I think Andy's response was, yes, I, I think so. I hope so. 100%. So everybody, you know, stay put. We've got a lot of good franchises on TV right now, uh, but we can definitely say that the whole Erica and Tom thing is going to be a huge storyline this upcoming season. 100%. Yes. All
0: righty. So let's have a little bit of fun. Let's get into yes. our games. We are taking a spin on March Madness because obviously games do smart start tomorrow. The play-in games start tomorrow for March yes. Madness. Um, the big the big fun starts on Friday. Um, yes. But yes, so we are playing a Real Housewives of New York edition of March Madness. So we've gone ahead and created a, ba- a bracket of Real Housewives of New York moments because yes. it is – in honor of their 13th anniversary the other week. So a lot of the women took to um, you know to Instagram and they were posting just like old pictures of themselves and like where they started, here they are now, some old reunion photos. So it was really yeah. good to just see, you know, over like these past, you know, 13 years and how far they've come. Like it's really, really good stuff to see. So, page six um, actually posted to their account their top 13 moments um, over the course of the franchise. So, we went ahead um, and put together our own style of a bracket of our favorite moments. Um, So, we actually have 16 of them. Um, So, I'm going to read them out um, and then we're going to go into our bracket. And Katie and I will go through each matchup and we'll say who we picked and then we'll essentially get to our final. Um, Obviously it's only 16, so it's only one side of the bracket. So if you are into (laughs) March Madness, we're only doing one section technically.
1: Right. So So, yeah, so so the list of moments are one through 16. These are the seeds. These are, you know, number one is (laughs) the top. Um, So we'll see if we have any upsets, right? True March Madness style. I guess we'll see. So no, coming in at number one
0: is Scary Island. Number two is I Made It Nice, famous, infamous Dorinda quote. Number yeah. three is Aviva's Leg Throw. <laughs> number four is Luann versus the Bush. <laughs> <laughs> number five is Don't Be All Uncool from Miss Luann. We brought it. She brought a lot to this she list. She did. Number six is Ramona's Catwalk.
1: That's a Number famous seven. meme gif. Oh yeah, she's like this. With the With the eyes coming out. <laughs> Number seven is,
0: it's about Tom. <laughs> <That> <laughs> is, it's about Tom. <laughs> Don't tell me it's about Tom. It's about Tom. <laughs> I
1: can't. I
0: can't. Um, I can't pronounce this, but eight is the-
1: cart Cartagena.
0: Cartagena. Cartagena boat ride. Yeah, Number nine is the the tequila tasting trip. Yeah, that's definitely
1: like our fave vacay episode. For sure. Number 10 is mention it all. That big fight between Bethany (laughs) and Ramona. Number 11 is- is At none other than Bluestone Manor. Yes, obviously. Brawls go down. Number 11 is clip, clip
0: from (laughs) Miss Dorinda herself. Number 12 is Sonia's Tooth. Number 13, we have a rookie coming in here with Leah versus the
1: Tiki Torches. Number 14 is Luann and the Pirate. Uh, They're not all comedic moments. Some of them are dramatic, you know, (laughs) dramatic moments. Number 15 is Miss Tinsley with Yam
0: drinking Luann, another (laughs) iconic line. No. And then coming in at number 16, and while it is the 16th seed, it is quite hilarious with Luann's
1: camel ride. I, I feel as though I should have made this one Luann's camel ride slash also when she got smacked in the face with the volleyball. I feel like those two kind of go together, right? Like, Lou really, Lou really brought it to this list. Can we
0: just acknowledge that? She did. My brother just commented on Facebook that he loves this. He's probably cracking up. (laughs) These moments are just too, too good. So so my screen is super bright, but I do my bracket up on this screen right here. So let's go with our first matchup. We have Scary Island versus lose Camel Ride.
1: Yeah. Just like in March Madness, this rarely, like pretty much never, ever, ever happens. I'm not taking the 16 over the one. I'm going with Scary Island.
0: I did as well. Okay. Moving into our second matchup, the Cartagena Cartagena. (laughs) boat boat ride and then the tequila tasting.
1: This was a really hard eight, nine matchup for me. Um, I love both of these moments. I think I said the other day to Caitlin, I thought the Cartagena boat ride is a little bit of an underrated moment. But I have to go with the tequila tasting because out of all the phenomenal vacations these women have been on, that is my favorite like most hilarious vacation episode.
0: I'm going with the tequila tasting too. Katie and I always reminisce on that that these yeah. older women could hang way more than I anyone I defend. know. Nope. They could hang more than 21 year olds. I yes. at this tequila, I don't know how they were just slugging back tequila for probably eight hours in the day. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. So well, definitely a great great trip. Our next yeah. matchup is Don't be uncool and
1: Sonia's tooth don't be uncool is like that's that's a five that's a five seed this could have been lower um i am going with uncool as am i we're all the same so far all righty next
0: up luann versus the bush and then it is actually versus leah's tiki
1: torches I love Leah, and I know she's going to add so many more moments the more seasons she does, but the bush is the bush. And you go. and the bush is iconic. Which just- honestly makes it the hardest matchup that you will see faced is that now brings us to, in the next round, in the second round, uncool versus the bush. <laughs> Awful. Definitely hard. I, I couldn't deal with it.
0: Next up, we have Ramona's catwalk
1: versus clip. Clip. Upset alert. <gasps> I'm taking the 11 seed over the six seed. I am going with clip, clip. So did I, because Woo! it's okay. really an
0: upset here. It's such a great moment at, I think they're at lunch getting turned at lunch. It's supposed to be the gangster lunch. The Gangster lunch, and Dorinda is just off her rocker per usual, and I don't even know what clip means, but she was clipping people left and right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All righty. Uh, Aviva's leg throw versus Luann and the pirate.
1: I, I, I went with the leg throw. I went with so the leg on. throw because of the women's, like, reaction to it and everybody just, <laughs> like i'll is like what the hell just happened did it someone was- just throw
0: their prosthetic leg
1: at me? it wasn't like when you think of roni it is an iconic it moment is. so it is. i'm going with the leg i did too all right <laughs> both of these involve bethany by the way they do um next up is it's about to- <laughs> I can't, we can't even say it. Because it's so funny. It honestly. It's not supposed to be funny. It's
0: not supposed to be funny, but it's underratedly such a funny scene. It's about Tom. Like, I can't. I can't. It makes me cry all the time.
1: And then it's about Tom versus Mention It Alls, which is Those are more funny. Those are two great Bethany moments, but they're both in heated, like, or dramatic conversations. You know what I mean? They're like not supposed to be funny, but these lines got pulled out of both of these moments. Uh, but right. I gotta go with the seven seed. I'm going, it's about Tom over mention at all. So oh my because clearly I can't contain myself. <laughs> we are we are the same right now. We're 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 uh, on
0: the same page here. And then last our last matchup um, for this round is I made it nice and yeah, I'm drinking Luann.
1: I love both lines and I feel it's like, I love like the, yeah, I'm drinking is like a new one that I like like, don't judge like, yeah, yeah, I'm drinking. Like I feel like it's popping up more in, in right. my one liners <laughs> that I use, but I made it nice is, is an iconic moment too. And that's the reason it's the two seed and I'm going with that.
0: I am going with, I made it nice as well.
1: We are the same through round one. Take <laughs> us to
0: round two. Alrighty, our matchup
1: is Scary Island versus The Tequila Trip. As much as I said tequila is like my fun, like vacation episode that I love, like Scary Island is, when you, I say this all the time, when you know the name of an episode, that's right. when you know that it's iconic and phenomenal. I had to go with Scary Island. I, I went with tequila on this oh! one, so that's a big upset a nine over one yeah
0: i just um yeah for me obviously it goes down in history as scary Island. like again yeah. like you knowing the name of the episode but i just i don't know that tequila trip i just i think about it on the reg to be honest so <laughs> <laughs> all right Alrighty. all righty next up we have don't be uncool
1: and luann versus the bush it i feel like the top half hard. Of- The top half of the region was very hard. We had some hard hitters. This was the hardest decision on my end that I made here. Um, I am going with the four seed over the five seed. I went with Luann in the bush.
0: So did I. So did okay. I. And right. like, need we remind you when the "don't be uncool" scene happened in real time? I need to tell everyone, like me, Katie, and my brother, like we said it for like five, three months after, like every
1: day when we saw each other. I think every. I think every Halloween since that episode, I told Caitlin we should just wear sports bras and white bathrobes, no matter what the weather is, and the sunglasses, and just cool. be that moment.
0: Next Bravo Con, we should do it. But yeah. don't, be, just don't be, like,
1: uncool. Like, be cool. Be
0: cool. <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, we do have to say bye to that. And Luann in the bush does take yeah. it over there. Next up, Clip versus Aviva's
1: leg throw. I'm going an upset over here. I'm going 11 over three. Um, as much as the leg throw is, like, a big moment, I, I didn't like Aviva, and I'm just – yeah whatever like i'm going with clip clip i'm going with the edict moment over the serious moment that's why I, I
0: i did as well so okay. I'm going with all right that. big upset and our last matchup of this round is it's about tom and i made it nice
1: i think i surprised my own self with this one I took the 7 over the 2. I went with It's About Tom. Oh my goodness. I did not go
0: with It's About. Oh I with I made it nice. I just I love the whole scene with the I made it nice because it's not even just that. It's the entire
1: like I cooked I clean, I made it. Nice. <laughs> it's also at Bluestone Manor, and our favorite moment really <laughs> happened there. So and we I'm have good. different, we have different for our uh, semifinals here. So why don't you go through your semifinal matchup and then I'll give mine?
0: So my semifinal matchup is the tequila tasting trip and Luann in the bush. And I am picking Luann in the bush over the tequila tasting. Okay. And
1: mine at that top half in the semifinals, um, I had one scary island versus number four bush. I'm also going with number four, Luann in the bush. Mm -hmm. And then your bottom half?
0: I have clip versus I made it
1: nice. Mm -hmm.
0: And both two Dorinda
1: moments. Two Dorinda moments. And I am going with I made it nice. Okay, so you have four, Luann and the Bush, versus two, I Made It Nice, yes. in your final round. Who is your champion? What is your top moment? I cooked, I cleaned, I made it
0: nice. <laughs> I did not expect that. I really it did not best, expect
1: that. I just love it, too. And she's like, and if you can't act appropriately, you all go home. <laughs> oh. go home. <laughs> wow, I really didn't expect that. Um, I did,
0: I did. I just, okay. it's such a. I think it's that whole episode that brings me back. That blue stone, um, yeah. So <laughs>
1: I find it funny that this list too of like these moments. It's like you know Ramona has great moments. Sona, Bethany. This list was really dominated by Luann and Dorinda, and Dorinda's right. like you expect because she's got all the one liners. Luann's moments like don't mean to be moments, but they just <laughs> happen, right? That's what I, I love it. Um, but I've got in my final, I have four Bush, Luann in the Bush, over seven, it's a top, which <laughs> I didn't ex- I didn't expect to have. Uh, that shocked me that I had that in my final. Yeah. It's just the way it played out. Um, you guys know. You guys know my moment. You guys know my moment. It will always Luanne be Luann in the Bush. My four seed is my winner. So it's a bad right, it. honestly. This was the perfect franchise to do this, um, yeah, bracket with because we have 13 years under our belt with them, and these ladies are just-I mean, this is our favorite franchise, I think we can both say that, right? Yeah, and these, these ladies just bring it, and I love these moments, and I love them all for providing them. It's just phenomenal.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. That was such a fun thing to do. And there's so many, so many memories. But and yeah. clearly we had a blast
1: just lifting, list, listing off 16 of them. So, so walk down memory lane. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, this is our point in the night where we get it off our chest. Positive, negative, housewives, football, Giants, sign Kenny Galladay, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I keep Going that route. So why don't you kick
0: it off first? I got to tell you, the last 48 hours on Giants Twitter has been absolutely just like exciting and fun and hilarious. And it's basically gotten to the point where right before I logged on you know, to do the show, it had said that, the Giants and Kenny Galladay are both equally interested in each other and right. that he's actually going to go visit MetLife and meet with Joe Judge and meet with some people. And a couple of days ago, and even like articles that were written over the past couple of weeks of wide receiver free agents, there was no mention of Galladay to the Giants. It was this just like conspiracy theory that Giants fans And here we are today that it's like actually going to happen, most likely. And it's just been so, much fun, you know, engaging with Giants Twitter over these past two days because, you know, we obviously have a lot of fans of the podcast out there yeah. so... They're always engaging with us, engaging with my account. And it's just, it's been hilarious. Some of the tweets coming out over the past two days, even today in general, like we knew we were just inching closer and closer. And I think there was a, a gap yesterday where I think everyone's, you know, was a little down and we were like, maybe it's not going to happen, but um, <laughs> just seeing everyone come together and it's super funny. And, and like just a lot of the stuff coming out is just, it's been quite the entertaining past couple of days. And- and yeah. if we can actually pull this off, this signing off, Giants Twitter is going to be the most annoying fan base <laughs> on, over the next couple of days. So just get ready for that. But that's yeah. all I have to say. I just, It's been so fun. I can't wait to open up my phone after the show and take a look at what people are saying still as the night goes on. But it's just it's truly been a blast. So Giants Twitter
1: is um, a really good community, and I, I love talking to them every day. Listen, listen, free agency is a blast every single year. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people that love free agency more than they do the draft. I'm kind of equal on both. I love both, um, mm-hmm. and so I wait for it every year. And when your team is actually in the mix to try and get somebody like a top quality player, a right. big name, it makes it even more exciting. So yeah. I'm, I'm with you. We're Giants fans <laughs> are ready. Let's make this happen. Um, mine is super quick. It kind of plays off of the poll questions we gave you. I specifically wanted to ask that question about the underrated, uh Real Housewives of New Jersey husbands between Marge's Joe and Bill Aiden, because Caitlin and I obviously always text about the episodes that we watch, um, and we have really come to love, and Caitlin had the perfect word for him, especially in the week of March Madness calling Bill Aiden our dark horse husband. He really, Mm -hmm. truly is. That's a perfect way to put it. Because Kayla and I have been like secretly loving him. And I got to give it up. I've actually been enjoying Jennifer a little bit this season. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she has her moments for me. And I think her biggest moment included Bill. I mean, two of them. But one of her big moments that I was really like, yeah, okay. Caitlin and I came on here and said we thought they were the most solid marriage. And then right. last episode, it came out, or two episodes, where Melissa was like, when Joe goes out with the guys, or like I say, I'm going out, He said, all right, I'm going out too. And she gets scared and like she takes a yeah. threat that he like might do something. Um, and Jennifer was just like, what? Really? Like I just tell yeah. Bill, like, all right, have a good time. Let me know, like text me when you're there, like, tomorrow. yeah, safely. <laughs> and I'm like, Thank you, Jennifer. Like that's what a normal, regular should be marriage, like where you trust your partner and you say, "Hell yeah, go out with the guys, have a great time." Get back. Um, So I really liked her and Bill's like marriage in that moment. Um, Right. But then another moment between the two of them happened earlier in the season and it's only been four episodes so far. But when he got drunk at Evan's birthday party and the end of the night turned into a photo shoot of him and Jennifer and he's drunk and he's like taking his shirt off. And like drunk Bill is honestly like my absolute favorite. And like we we said, we love the Jersey men. Drunk Bill Aiden is (laughs) the greatest. The greatest movie yeah. that I can watch. So, a dark horse, a true underdog, somebody Amazing. who slowly but surely—hopefully, he's making his way to everybody else's heart because. He's won over the hearts of these two uh, Housewives fans. And we truly enjoyed him. And I hope Jennifer keeps it up as well. And I hope I can continue to enjoy her being a little chill. This uh, episode tonight is when she gets (laughs) shwasty at the pool party and face plants. So that's going to be an interesting one. We will definitely, definitely, you know, see
0: that. And hopefully (laughs) hopefully it's a good one for sure. So that is our show for tonight. Um, If you are watching live right now, you do not want to miss Real Housewives of New Jersey. It is on tonight at 9 p.m. Real Housewives of Atlanta is on Sundays at 8 p.m. Real Housewives of Dallas still going on. A couple more episodes left there, I think. Uh, Real Housewives, uh, I'm sorry, um, on Tuesday at 9 p.m. And then, like I said earlier, I thought it was like forty-ish days away, but the NFL draft is officially forty-four days away. So, with things spinning up in free agency, it might these mock drafts might be moving and grooving. Teams like the New York Giants, we might have another look in our, you know, in our distance yeah. or something. You know, after some things are done over this, you know, the next couple of days. But you definitely don't want to miss that. But as always, thank you guys for joining us. We will see you next time. And yeah, have a if you're into March Madness, have a wonderful start to the weekend because it's about to get a little crazy
1: in the college basketball world. But absolutely. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. 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 Happy holiday.